Revelation Wellness Podcast listeners, Elisa Keaton here. So glad we get to spend another day together. Today, we have a teaching that I did a while back that is how and why you are obsessing or neglecting about your body. So looking forward to sharing this with you. But before we get you going into that teaching, I'm here today to encourage you and excite you about good news. Platoon 28 is coming. It's open now. Swipe up on the show notes, find out more, and get yourself in training. It starts in February, so you have some time, but the holidays are coming. So this might be a good gift to ask for, investing in your freedom. All right, y'all. Enjoy this episode of the podcast, and we will talk to you soon. Donors, thank you for making this podcast possible. And we'll talk again. Peace. Revelation Wellness, Elisa Keaton, popping into your Wednesday afternoon here on a Facebook Live. Let me know as you're coming in. Be of good courage. Be a, be a good helper. Let me know if this is hitting you good. Okay, Deanne is here. Deanne, I think at some point I should start giving away, uh, start giving away like something for people that are early birds. Well done. And it's not even Tuesday. Usually I'm back here on t- at Tuesday on a Tuesday at 10 a.m. So keep that on your calendars. Tuesday at 10, I get to come and deliver good news for your whole life, for your whole heart, mind, soul, strength, life as a follower of Christ. Um, So if you're new to us and we're in your page right now, that's what we do here. You are a whole being. C.S. Lewis says you don't have a soul, you are a soul. You have a soul and you have a body and guess what? The body matters. It is a big part of uh, why we feel connected to life or disconnected from life. Can I get an amen? Deanne's excited for the challenge. Yes, if you are here, look right up here. There's a challenge, our brand new 21-day exercise your mental muscle challenge. And what I titled this quick teaching, why you keep obsessing and neglecting. I'm, I'm going to talk to that today. And it's why you need this challenge. And I'm going to just tell you straight off the bat, you probably don't want this challenge. <laughs> you, we are having more resistance to this one because it's counter-cultural. It is flesh frustrating. It is confounding to the wise because it seems foolish to say, I'm going to do less. I'm going to do a different, I'm going to try softer as our friend Andy Kolber wrote. You can buy that book. It's a great book. I'll try softer. And that's what we need to do, you guys. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and hoping for new results. And so we obsess and we neglect and we ping pong back and forth. And for many of us, that feels normal. You know, my daughter battles anxiety, and I think that is prevalent among our teenagers today. We know it. We, the statistics are in. And we were talking the other day, and she's like, Mom, I don't know what it is. It's the fact that I don't feel normal unless I'm stressing about something. Come on. That's concerning as a mom. That's concerning as a ministry leader, as a woman of God who knows that God did not give us a spirit of fear, anxiety, worry, or timidity, shame, hiding. He didn't give us any one of those. He gave us power, love, and a sound mind. But we are resistant 
Ecclesiastes said God made man upright, but he has gone after many schemes, <laughs> shortcuts. And we obsess and we neglect and we actually think that's normal. That's, that's, that's health, right? That's fitness. I just kind of ping pong back and forth, calories in, calories out, new program, old program. And we just keep perpetuating a cycle of going and trying and doing. So here at Revelation Wellness, we are inviting you to a new way. And I guess we have to own, it's a narrow way. It's not going to, you know what it's not going to do? Hey, everyone, look. Look, I'm going to turn my, this music off real quick. I want to show you something. For the last uh, few days, I've told you I can't find my brain. I found my brain. <laughs> I found it. It was in my car. That's a good place to have it. You should always have your brain when you're driving your car. Found in the car. And our brains, when you get excited about something new, you're going to try and take control of something, your limbic brain gets fired up. And might I tell you, you get excited, dopamine is released in your brain. That feel-good chemical, dopamine gets released not in the getting what you want, it's in the pursuit of getting what you want. So dopamine hits you when you think, you know what, I'm going to try that weight loss solution, that thing. We get excited and we get a payoff right then before we've even done the work, before we've even done the thing, which is crazy. So dopamine is more of a motivating neurotransmitter. It's a motivator than it is a um, payoff. And so that's real clear, and that's something we're, we're understanding now in research, is that it is actually driving you as much as you feel like you're getting the payoff. And that dopamine can come in the form of when you want to take control, and you want to try something, and you get hopeful, and you think, this is going to do it. And what happens to our brain over time is neuroadaptation. So when you get excited about something or, you know what, your phone, you get excited about your phone. Did anyone, I saw this funny reel that went around and it was like this girl laying in bed and she, alarm goes off and she wakes up and she reaches for her phone. She's like, ah, time for TikTok. And then she, when she goes, oh, wait, puts it down. Lord God, thank you for this day and thank you for all my blessings. Okay, now time for TikTok. Like, that's, like, God got two seconds because she knew her moral compass, right? God made man upright. Her moral compass was like, I should probably live for something more than TikTok. But she quickly gave thanks to God. Thank you, God, for today. Thank you for my sleep. And now it's time for TikTok, right? Her brain was ready for the dopamine. And what's crazy is that our dopamine, our excitement is no longer in the Lord, it is in what this world can offer us. And that pursuit we have of control or pleasure or payoff, that is creating a high burnout of dopamine all the time. Y'all, we are a dopamine crazed nation. If you, are under, if you have a smartphone in your hand, you are of one of, of the world's top 1% wealth. You have top wealth of the world. And you have access to things that have given you pleasure among pleasure. And so you are dopamined out. But you don't know how to do anything different because that's what you have done through time and generations 
We've searched for more pleasure and the search for the pleasure has been the dopamine push that now our brains have neuroadapted, which means the higher you push for pleasure, the greater the fall. Can I get an amen? You know this, the higher you go, this time it's gonna work. This time I'm gonna get what I want. And you get that dopamine push, and then it's not happening as fast as you want or as easily as you want. Wrong, the bigger the fall. So we're putting all our hope in other things, all of our pleasure seeking, our dopamine responding in other things, and then we fall down. And the last thing your flesh or, and even your brain thinks to do is to come to yourself. Take a minute. Put everything down. Get quiet. Create some space. And find a new way. Jesus says that he is the way and the truth and the life. And your brain is wired for dopamine. It is wired for pleasure but our pleasure is to be found in God, the one who created us. Delight yourself in the Lord. Take pleasure in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And whenever we read that scripture, that that, um, Psalm, we often think, oh, he's gonna give me what I want. He's gonna give me the desires of my heart, which I actually, if you look at it, it's he's gonna give you new desires in your heart. He's going to take out a heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. But we have got to get real and honest about we have over, we've burned out our ability to get what we want in our own strength. And so we need a rest. Exercise your mental muscle for 21 days it is going to interrupt the dopamine pleasure pain response that you are constantly living in. By the way, obsessing, neglecting, I want you to see that as a seesaw, obsessing, neglecting about our body health. It's directly in line with the pain pleasure balance in our body. Pain pleasure, pain. Some of you work out because you enjoy the pain that brings you pleasure. And by the way, there's a lot of studies that actually say that's actually it's useful. You can press into pain to get a greater response of pleasure. This is why you see people that are skydivers, thrill seekers. They actually, the pain of it is costly, but the payoff of the pleasure is even greater. They too run the risk of burning out their pleasure response. They have to do more. They have it, it, at some point, just like when you first have sugar, it's nice but then you have a little more sugar, a little more sugar, a little more sugar, and then you burn out your body's ability to even taste sugar anymore. And then you decide to do a reset. You take a break from sugar for a little bit, and then you have that Coke or the soda or the candy or the bakery good or the cookie, and you're like, oh my goodness, it's so sweet. It's because you took a break and you took a reset. That's what we're gonna do in exercise your mental muscle. 21 days of biblical meditation. Biblical meditation to help get your pain pleasure balance back where it belongs in the heart of God. 
that he would be enough for you, that delighting yourself in him would be enough for you. You guys, and I just, I just feel like we got to get this straight. There's a lot of crazy gospel out there telling you all kinds of strange teachings about how God is for you. Do whatever you want. Just be happy. And he's a good God. He is a God who loves, but he's also a father who goes, you don't always get everything you want because not everything you want is good for you. You've got to take what you need. People that can ask God, what do I need? Not what I want. And you will not be able to ask that question if you're in a burnout of neuroadaptation bent towards the pleasure side. Our phones are neuroadaptating our brains so that we just don't want to take a break. Lord, thank you for TikTok. Now time for TikTok, <laughs> right? Like, oh my gosh. Okay, listen, and I'm not, I'm not a... Um, I'm not a Philistine. I'm not here to tell you like, oh, we shouldn't use our phones. You should use your phones appropriately. Use technology. These are all great blessings, but our brains are changing. And I'm just telling you, they are damaging our brains. We are taking brain damage. And I believe the enemy who is here to kill, steal, and destroy our life. And Jesus says, I came for you to have full life so you can be fully present to every moment without judgment, fear, shame, or guilt. That's the definition of mindfulness, to be present in each moment without judgment, that you can be present. That is who Jesus was. That's why he was the way, the truth. He had no problem finding the way, living in truth and bringing life because he was completely mindful of who he was, the son of God and where he came from, the kingdom of God and that he was ushering in a new kingdom and he was mindful of it all the time. Hey, if you're here, would you do me a favor? Would you hit share? We're in our last 24 hours. I think we're about 29 hours or something, maybe a little bit more for signups for exercise your mental muscle. And we need your help on this one, you guys, because people do not want to stop on this one. If I was to put an ad out on Facebook that said, lose six, six pounds in four days, bang, people would sign up. If I promised uh, thinner thighs in 21 days, bang, people would sign up. This one, I need your help. You're going to have to be a renegade with us and say, I'm trying this. I'm going to, I'm going to get off this pleasure pain, pleasure pain seesaw that I am on to reset myself because God did not give me a spirit of fear or timidity or overwhelm or anxiety, but power, love, and a sound mind. But here's the thing. He's to give it to you, you've got to sit yourself down. So many of us are just running, 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 and we cannot receive a gift. Anyone opened a birthday gift while you're running? No, you sit down, you enjoy it, you take it in, you learn how to, to use the new gift. It takes practice and trial. So let me tell you, if you are in Exercise Your Mental Muscle, I just want to shoot it to you straight. Listen to me. <laughs> withdrawal symptoms are going to see this is where I'm like oh great I got 42 of you here and now this is where I've got people are gonna be like I'm out right because again there's a lot of false gospels out there that are just gonna preach pleasure to you pre tell you what you want to hear 
tickle your ears. Timothy says a time will come, it'll tickle their ears when people will search out, search out teachings that suit their own passions rather than the word that they first received, rather than the truth they first heard. They will search out other things. Why? Because when life doesn't go our way in this dopamine-driven culture, we change our theology and lower it to meet our pain. Our pain pleasure, we think God, if God is good, he would be good, my life would be good, pleasure would be high, there would be no pain. That is not true. We are here at Revelation Wellness to teach you how to modulate between pleasure and pain. But you're gonna have pain, there's gonna be trouble in this world. How can you take heart? Keep a sense of like Jesus, knowing and being mindful of who you are and the kingdom from which you now come from. You are born into a new kingdom. Born again means totally all over, do over, learn something new. And when you withdraw from this world, from all the pressures, the temptations, the pursuits that this world has been placing on you about your body, about your money, about your marriage, all the things, relationships, all the things that this world keeps pushing ideals at us and images and things that we think and TV shows and movies and scripts and we buy into it because we are dopamine burned out towards that side. We're constantly trying to feed that. We're trying to hush the pain side. <laughs> so when you decide to sit down, calm yourself and you're really going to want to reach for your phone and you're really going to want to do the thing that you always do. You are going to have withdrawal symptoms that will feel like irritability, a little anxiety, uh, grumpiness, frustration, dysphoria, which dysphoria is a word for uh, kind of wanting to jump out of your skin. It's not like anxiety as in you feel anxious. You just feel, Ugh. no. And I'm here to tell you, when you do that, <laughs> when you feel that, take a breath and know it's working. Everyone say it with me. It's working. This is working. Breathe and call on the Holy Spirit. I'm talking to all the believers now. Call on the Holy Spirit. Say, come and help me Sit, be here. And our guided meditations, we believe, will help continue to root you down. And these meditations we're giving you for 21 days are not just random, we chose a bunch. We were very specific about the, the tent poles of mindfulness that you will need to train in order to live mindfully. Intention, attention, and attitude. A person who lives with intention, pays attention to their lives, and keeps an attitude about them with the intention of, my attitude is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithful, self-control. That should be my attitude. That should be my, my due north points that way. Even though I don't feel like it. Listen, just this today, I'm just working through, I'm sad. There's stuff that I'm like, I am sad. I am mad. I've, I've got these things. I'm like, I didn't go the way I thought or hoped and that is real but my attitude like my compass that I'm gonna set is no God's good God's good I also need to make sure is there any blood on my hands did I do anything wrong no just being obedient to God and I'm having open conversation with the other person and we're like no it's just it's just what it is it's sad 
And our attitude is like, we're going to worship the Lord. We're going to believe that he is here and we're choosing that attitude. That's what mindful people do. Could you imagine what you would be as a mindful parent, as a mindful friend, as a mindful worker, as a mindful spouse? You choose your intention, you pay attention, and you get your attitude right where it needs to stay. Stay upright and not go after other schemes. So, you're going to learn intention, attention, and attitude. All of it, by the way, intention, attention, and attitude, all biblical, all scripture. Like this is what God wants for us, to live our lives with an intentionality of knowing really what that means. Live your life backwards. Live, remember, eternity's long. This is temporary. Your intention is whatever you do today, will it matter in a thousand years? It's a good question to ask yourself. When you live with an intention of what I do today, make it matter for a thousand years. That is my intention. I intend to bring godliness on earth, not just my own personal gain. That's a choice though, right? I'm telling you, there's a lot of gospels out there that are like, no, you really need to get your own personal gain. Come on, like build your kingdom. No, it's not about me. The gospel is not about me. It's for me, but not about me. So intention, attention, so much scripture about pay attention, be aware, sober-minded. You have an enemy that prowls around, pay attention. Don't be paranoid, but pay attention. Because then when you find, oh, the enemy's here, attitude. Oh, I don't have to fear. There's a banquet table in the presence of my enemies. I'm gonna go ahead and sit down and eat. That's an attitude choice. I will choose to praise. I will choose to know like, no, this presence of an enemy or whatever's going on that's trying to take my attitude and use it for a destructive intention. Nope, I'm not, I'm not gonna have it. And here's the thing, right? We talk, you hear all that stuff in a, in a good sermon. You'll hear this in scripture and a, and a pastor that's leading you is kind of trying to get you to go and move in this discipleship of learning to live like Christ lived. We have the mind of Christ. We are Christians, little Christ here. We're emissaries, we're representatives of the kingdom. You'll hear all that teaching in good Bible study, but how do you do it? How, okay, that's good, thank you, pastor. How do I do this? First, you have to sit down and reckon with the fact you got a lot of stuff turning around in here. This is that like emptying of ourselves so we can be filled with the presence of God. Jesus admonishes the scribes because he says, you diligently search those scriptures looking for me. You know all those words. You've memorized it from youth. You diligently search those scriptures looking for me, but you refuse to come to me. That's a powerful, that's one of my favorite, favorite scriptures. Because I'm really good at doing stuff. I'm really good at solving things or figuring out things and, and going after a goal. I'm good at that. I'm diligent. You give me a job to do, I'll do it. I always say, don't tell me your dreams. Otherwise, I'll hold you accountable to them. <laughs> I'll hold you and myself. Like, I'm diligent. I diligently work at these things. But yet, how often I just refuse to come to him to come to him. You guys think about this. In the early church, in the time of you know, Pentecost and the Jesus ascends, goes to heaven, the Holy Spirit comes, and 
these ordinary people become extraordinarily courageous and bold. Think about this. There was no Bible. There was no printing press. There was no internet. There was no Snapchat. There's no Facebook. There's no email. There's nothing. The Holy Spirit would come upon people. And these 12 disciples got really bold and courageous. They were filled, not only filled with the Holy Spirit, but mindful of their mission. This is what we're here for. Intention, attention, attitude, go. We have a job to do. And they were on fire. You could not push them back. And actually, if they got persecuted, they would celebrate because they knew they were onto something. And that's what I want you to remember when you're in the, the teaching, when you're in your being still, breaking up with your dopamine, plain pleasure, plain pain, pleasure, gas pedal, you know, thrusting it and breaking. When you're breaking up with that and you feel dysphoria, anxious, irritable, that's when you're like, now we're on to something. Bring it. <laughs> Be like the early church. They're, they're like celebrating because they're being persecuted. Celebrate like, oh, we're on to something. This is happening. But they would go out and preach the gospel and people believed in God. They believed not because they read scripture about him. Hear me. I, this is where people get really nervous. I am. I read Bible. I read Bible every day. Love the Bible. Would Take it with me. You give me one book on an island. I'm taking my Bible. I am taking my Bible on that island. But the Bible itself is not God. It's his words that are to lead you to him. It is the living word of God that is meant to lead you to the God that is living. He's alive inside of you. But you will not be connected to him if you're not connected to yourself because you're so busy on the pleasure pedal, pushing and looking for more instead of coming to him. Just come to him. Then that's where the people would hear teachings. Yes, they want to hear more about. This is what I love. It's almost sad to me. We are so Bible illiterate, yet fully resourced with the Bible. We have so much access to the Bible, but we don't even hear it anymore. It's just words to us because we refuse to come. You go somewhere in the world where they have no Bible, they are hungry for Jesus. I went on a missions trip, uh, gosh, it's been years ago now, maybe nine years ago, to Uganda, Africa. And you're in a village and they love Jesus, but they have no Bible. They can't read. There is literally no Bibles. There's like a few Bibles that the pastor has, but they don't have, not everyone has a Bible in the church. And even if they did, they can't read it anyways. But when they would hear the word, some of the pastor would say something, the, the, the teacher would say something, they were writing it down, writing it down. This is scribing it so that they could take that little piece of paper home with them and remember it for the week. Come on, what's wrong with us? God forgive us. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? All right. I'll close with this. I want to give you um, evidence of why. Thanks, you guys. Hit share if you haven't shared. Oh, you guys are oh, 10 to 15 minutes a day. It's 10 to 15 minutes today. What? You can do it at night if you want to do it before you go to bed. I highly encourage the morning so that you have intention for your day, can pay attention to your life during the day, and have a good attitude for the day. But if you need to do it at night, it, I'm, I'm going to trust that is just good for you, and that's how it works. Hold on. Oh, come on. My... All right. Meditation. 
This is from a science journal. This is not like me telling you stuff that I found. This is from a science journal. Um, and it is, it's called psycho, psychosomatic medicine. According to a study done by them, meditation helps ward off illness and infections. In one study testing immune function, flu shots, we also know of another thing going around, were given to volunteers who had meditated for eight weeks and to people who didn't meditate. Blood tests taken later show that the meditating group had higher levels of antibodies produced against the flu than those who just took the shot. Does that make sense? Now, I'm not talking about, I'm not getting into the vaccine study here, or vaccine debate here. What I'm trying to say is these are people that just like, give me a shot. No, then there are people that said, give me a shot and I'm going to meditate. I'm going to take care of, I'm going to mental scrub my brain, do some mental hygiene for my health and their immune system was higher than those who didn't. Here's another one, women's health. Premenstrual syndrome, infertility problems, and even breastfeeding can be improved when women meditate regularly. In one study, PMS symptoms subsided by 58% when women meditated. Another study found that hot flashes, I'm too young for those, <laughs> Hot flashes were less intense among meditating women. Women struggling with infertility had much less and less anxiety, depression, and fatigue following a 10-week meditation program. They also had some exercise. And 34% of those women became pregnant within six months. Also, new mothers who meditated on images of milk flowing from their breasts were able to produce double the milk production. Okay. I know some of you go, that's just woo-woo. No, that's like we're connected. Our beliefs, what we are thinking about, what we're mindful of, either down-regulates our immune system and our life and our lifestyle or up-regulates our immune system and our life and our lifestyle. Choose. It's literally when the Bible says to choose this day who you will serve, choose, you choose life, choose death, choose, make a choice. But many people here don't even know the choices they're making anymore are so prone to the dopamine fix that they can't get off of that merry-go-round and they keep going. And so I'm inviting you to get off. I'm inviting you to get off. Okay. Any questions? Our beliefs affect our biology. And our biology will affect our beliefs, right? Like if I feel sick, I have a hard time thinking optimistically. That's why people get sick and they feel like, oh, I'm going to die. Yeah, it's hard to think optimistically when you feel bad. So that's why it gets into this negative spiral of feeling bad and thinking bad and feeling you go down the toilet instead of, okay, I'm going to think right. Even though I don't feel good, I have to think right, think right. You guys, last night, I lived this out last night. And I'm like, it must be the mindful challenge because the enemy is coming to me at night to try and get me to worry about stuff, about my children and just worry. And I'm tired. I'm not sleeping too well because I'm up meditating on the word at night. I'm just okay, meditating, saying the same word over and over, over and over word, like just rolling over God's promises. I'm not, I'm not tired because I'm wrestling with the enemy and fighting those thoughts and anxious moments. I'm just protecting my mind over and over and over again. So we must be onto something. 
with this meditation challenge because I usually sleep pretty solid, but the last few nights, man, stupid stuff tries to come. And I know because I begin to worry. So I'm, a two, I'm not saying I'm immune to wor a worry. I, I do have worry. It comes. And then I'm quick to go, oh, what's my intention? I'm going to pay attention to this and I'm choosing to believe in God. And then I just recite promises and recite and recite and I breathe and I think of peace. I call on scripture that says that he gives his beloved rest and sleep. And eventually I get back to sleep. But broken sleep is it definitely, whether it's broken for five minutes or two hours, can affect your uh, energy level the next day and just how you feel. Yeah, amen. Okay, let's do it. You're in. Any questions, ask here. Anything at all. I mean, any, any has, what are you hesitant about? What is the, maybe the holdup? You can give any donation amount um, gets you in. We ask you give, give graciously, give generously. It says in 2 Corinthians, according to Paul, be a generous giver, not reluctantly or under compulsion. Um, this is our fundraiser. We are a nonprofit. Everything you give is a completely 100% tax deductible. Um, we, what was I going to say? Shoot, I had a thought going and then it just left my mind. You get 21 days of meditations, 10 to, 10 to 15 minutes. Sign ups close tomorrow. Thank you, Anjanette. 11.59 tomorrow. You have, again, just over 30 hours or so to get in. Um, 20 days of, 21 days of that will come straight to you. You get three teachings from me for the weekly intention of what we're doing with each um, tent pole of mindfulness. We're also going to give you a workout movement calendar. We call it just movement, move your body uh, for beginners or advanced, um, I think, or maybe it's all one. Don't quote me on that, <coughs> but it's good. We're going to give you a list of uh, the 10 best brain foods. I'm going to be eating, I eat, generally eat a lot of these anyways. I always say, if you don't know what to eat, eat what's good for your brain. Just what would be good for my brain? Because if it's good for my brain, it's going to be good for my body. And if it's good for my body, it'll be good for my brain. And I'll think clear and I'll have more energy and inflammation will be low. And um, it's just overall an integrated approach of body, brain, brain and body. So you'll get a list of those. Uh, you also get like a, a kind of a quiz or an assessment sheet to help you figure out where in your life could you apply the three weeks training, the 21 days to a specific area because you can't, you know, if we try to get mindful of our entire life, it can feel overwhelming of all the places, but we try to drop the pin on what's the area in your life. Let's focus in on that and be mindful in that area for the 21 days. So we give you a little assessment for that. Um, what else am I missing? Anything else team? Anyone else here at Revelation Wellness? Ask your questions. I think that's, that's the bulk of it. You get invited to the Facebook group. You have some coaching back there. Um, we'll hang out. Yes, there you go, the coaching community page. Okay, Jesus, we love you. We love you and we thank you. I thank you for the simplicity of the gospel that is pure and powerful. Forgive us for how we've added on so many things. We've dressed up the gospel with all the things that make us feel pleasure or pleased with ourselves or more satisfied than just having you alone. You are enough, God. Help us to become minimalists 
in our thinking, to be more mindful of you and what you are up to. God, we cast down anxiety and depression in Jesus' name, autoimmune disorders, sickness, disease, chronic illness, heart disease, cancers, all the ways the enemy has infiltrated our body through our beliefs and vice versa. In Jesus' name, we need your help, God. And we are saying this not so that our health would be the thing we love the most, God, but you, you are what we love most. And in that, you would make us fit, able, and ready to spread good news wherever we go. You're worthy of it. So have your way. Bring them in, Jesus. In your name, amen.